0: welcome to strategies for turbulent times with your hosts matthew werner and dr kathy greenberg here to help you stare down adversity adapt improvise and overcome the challenges you are facing in your own life now here are dr kathy and captain matthew
1: welcome everybody to strategies for turbulent times this friday Uh, Surprise, surprise, Matthew and I are in Louisiana at an amazing training program called CISM, C-I-S-M. It is a uh, a, a beautiful program uh, for peer support in law enforcement, and uh, it's part of the wellness program that the St. Charles Parish here uh, in Louisiana uh, is kicking off, and we want to thank our host, uh sheriff greg Champagne, and uh want to thank magnus works our sponsor for making that possible as well as the national man and staff college matthew how you doing
2: uh, i tell you it's been uh, it's been raining down here but I, with all the uh, weather going around the, the nation uh i think rain over freezing any day uh but just for the audience uh cat did mention sism which is a critical incident and stress management course and certification. Um, it's been a it's been a great few days here uh, with the team, um, just learning how to manage uh, different ways to manage, but also just more detailed and uh, technical information on how to better uh, support not only our service members but uh, societies as well after natural disasters, critical incidents, um, et cetera. So happy to be here.
1: Well said. Well said. So we are so happy today to have a colleague with us uh, that we had the pleasure of meeting at another one of our sponsors, national events, the Tactical Operations Conference uh, with Larry Beresnoy. And as you know, we speak at all the TACOPS conferences. We were delighted to hear David Atkins speak uh, at last year's event uh, he was the keynote, and he was greatly, greatly welcomed uh, by our amazing SWAT and Special Response Team members all over the nation. Let me tell you a little bit about David before we bring him on uh, and um, and have him tell you a little bit more about what he's been involved in, and um, we'll t- we'll learn a little bit more about David, but let me just kind of give you a few pointers here. So... David is a retired New York State police captain, and after 22 years of service, uh, he ran all state police operations for the county of Winchester, New York, and that's averaging approximately 400 to 500,000 911 calls a year. I can't imagine. David was the New York State Trooper of the Year in 2003, followed by the New York State Police Investigator of the Year. Uh, he moved up through the ranks during his 22-year career with the New York State Police. He went from patrol to investigations to leading undercover units involved in organized crime, auto theft, money laundering, and large-scale drug organizations. David was also the first responder at Ground Zero on 9-11, where he spent weeks working in New York City. At the end of his career, he was the incident commander for the USGA twenty twenty US Open at Winged Foot Golf Club in uh in New York. And while working full time with the New York State Police, David also built a million dollar international direct sales business with Beachbody. I'm one of your uh your consumers here, David, uh, leading a team of 1,400 people today. Through his success both in law enforcement and business, David's become a, a keynote motivational speaker. He presents at groups all over the country. Um, he spoke uh, to over 20,000 people in the NFL Superdome uh, right here in New Orleans. And David's recently published his first book, The Leveled Up Life and exclusively works with clients one-on-one as an executive coach, another one of our favorite subjects, and also in groups with his consulting business. And most importantly, David is a husband and a father to his three daughters. And you can learn more about David in this show and at wwwdavidatkinspeaks.com. David, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much, Kathy and Matthew. Absolutely amazing. And thank you for the intro. And I'm fired up, like, to talk to you guys and hearing what you guys have done and looking at past episodes. I absolutely love it because every single day going out there, you know, facing adversity, pushing through, having the perseverance to get better, work on ourselves, and just not let life knock us down. That's what it's all about. So thank you so much.
2: I tell you, David, what an impressive resume. And one thing that sticks out in my mind, if you don't mind sharing with the audience, you know, um, being, you know, starting the business with Beachbody and what drove you to, you know, to especially having the background with law enforcement and the experiences, I mean, being a first responder at Ground Zero and then getting into a business with uh, why did you choose Beachbody and, um, you know. What uh, what what drove you to uh, to to that particular uh, way of life?
3: It's uh, a great question, Matthew. So, you know, I like to say the thing: work with what you have, with where you are, because what you have is plenty. And you know, I would take and I take myself back now. Fifteen years ago, um, I was a state police investigator at the time. My wife was a school teacher you know, and I grew up as a guy that went to the gym and was in shape. I was a lifeguard on the ocean growing up. But after having two kids to three kids, I started, I gained about 20, 25 pounds, you know, the stress of law enforcement, working a ton of overtime. My wife and I were six figures in debt with just some poor choices early on in our marriage from credit cards and student loans. And I finally just, I'll never forget, I was in the wife with the, in the kitchen with my wife, and I finally said, like, we need to change what we're doing because we're not thriving each day. We're, like, barely surviving. You know, we're bickering with bills. Our health isn't the greatest. My wife struggled to lose the baby weight. I was getting to the gym maybe three days a week, but it was becoming monotonous. Like, I was just going through the routine and just doing the same machines on the same days. And the story and how it actually happened is my one of my partners and I, we got sent to Houston, Texas to look for a witness of a homicide of a murder case that we were investigating in New York. And at this point, for like three or four months, this same investigator, um, a good friend of mine, he was saying, Hey, you should try this program P90X. And I would like, I'm like, I don't do those at home workouts. You know, and I'm laughing and I put in the DVDs, collected dust on my desk for like months. And I'm like, I don't do those things. I go to the gym, I poo-pooed it. So him and I got sent across the country to look for this witness. We located her. We did an interview. The interview went well. We finished early in the day. And I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a New York Mets fan. That's a whole nother story there. Like, I I swear, I'm hoping one day before I die, we win another World Series. But besides (laughs) that, I remember saying, I remember saying to him, I said, uh, his name is Paul. I said, Paul, let's go to the Houston Astros baseball game. Like, we're here. And he goes, listen, I'll, let, I'll go to the baseball game with you, because he was not a baseball fan. he goes, but you're doing the ab workout from P90X. And I'm like, fine. And I, I, I reluctantly did it in the hotel room. It's 16 minutes long. And it destroyed me. Like, I couldn't finish. The next day, I was so sore. And I finally said, you know what? Let me try this program. And, and I had a very tiny basement. I was in a one-bedroom home. Imagine that. My wife and I, two kids, we turned a loft into a second bedroom. We had a tiny basement. I would take all of the kids' little toys, pile them up, and we started doing P90. I started doing P90X, and my wife joined me, and I got great results. And then people just naturally were like, David, what are you doing? What are you doing? And for a year... I was like, oh, I'm doing P90X or I'm doing Insanity, which is the next program, not knowing that yeah. there was a business opportunity, just sharing what got me in shape. And then I started seeing online of people actually earning an income, like a good income doing it. And I'm like, what's this about? So I just signed up as a coach and my wife and I just started sharing what we were doing and we went all in and... and I basically gave up TV at night. I gave up my hobbies and I just went all in working the business after our daughters went to bed from eight o'clock to midnight. And in two years, we built it to a six figure business and we paid off our debt. And, you know, when I said work with what you have with where you are because what you have is plenty, I just started with me wanting to get in shape. And then it led to business success. And then it led to, oh my God, David, I can't believe you built this. And Beachbody's like, will you speak at our conference to, 300 people. And then it was a thousand people. And then I realized, you know, I like to say, God gave me a gift. I didn't know I had to speak. And again, I just, whatever was in front of me, I just kept going and I kept going and kept going. And, and here I am.
1: I got to tell you, I'm, you know, I didn't know you had any relationship to Beachbody until I was going through your bio today. And I got (laughs) to tell you, I, I bought all those tapes because back when I was, uh, recovering from multiple, uh, back surgeries. You know, I, I really wow. wanted to stay in shape. And so I got the, you know, I, I got the program and I love watching the guy that does all the videos because he looks like, uh, Will Smith's twin. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he really looks like him. And yeah. so it was funny to me. Uh it, it just felt good and uh I always enjoyed it and I could take it with me. It was portable. So uh and I didn't yeah. hurt myself, you know. So yes, that, you that's know. really interesting. <laughs> so so one of the things that, that um I'm gonna hit you up for some stuff now that I know you sell this stuff. Okay. So Matthew and I always like to ask who influenced you when you were uh, you know, growing up and and got you on the, the path to, to law enforcement, uh, Any anything, anybody in your life, any incidents that you can think of that, that helped get you on that pathway?
3: So I would say it was both my mom and dad. I mean, growing up, they, you know, my theme with speaking is no excuses. And they both were my, you know, they both were hardworking. Every day we had a chore list to do with work when we came home. So I developed a strong work ethic early on. My dad also, which is a big piece, he also was in law enforcement. He retired as a a chief in Nassau County Police Department in Long Island. Um, So he was in law enforcement for me growing up. My grandfather was in law enforcement. Ultimately in high school, my parents ended up getting divorced. So I had to face that adversity um, going through that. But I, I, I saw my father do it. I wanted to go out and just help people. I, I, You know, not just the excitement and something different. As an ocean lifeguard, I just enjoyed doing something. Yes, it was exciting, but just to go out, help the people, help the community. And in college, I, when I was eligible in my junior year, I just started taking every single police department exam that you can imagine. You know, a state police, New York City police department, sheriff's county, local, and I ended up scoring like a 99 point something on the New York state trooper exam. And I ended up leaving my senior year of college um, to go into the state police academy with 12 credits left to graduate. But I promised mom, mom, I will finish. And after I graduated and went through STO, I went back and finished and got my degree. Also I, I think she would add a heart attack, but I, I think it's just the work ethic that carried me to where I am now. My parents law enforcement, I was exposed to it a lot through my family.
2: Beautiful. That makes sense. Yes, absolutely. That's a great uh, description there. And then, uh, David, I just want to ask you. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of positive stuff, and you you sound like a, a very positive guy, which is uh, very—I don't want to say unique, but it's it's hard, especially at the, you know going through a, a total career in law enforcement, seeing everything that you've seen. Uh, you no, know, I don't know if you want to get into it too much, um, but um, you know talking about a little bit about your experiences with Ground Zero um, and uh, talk about, you know, how did you get on the other side of a situation that did not go as planned? Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we are having such a great uh, conversation with David Atkins, our special guest here today, and happy Friday, everybody. We'll be back...
4: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Results will always favor the peak performer. Magnusworks is a cutting-edge mobile app to help you and your team build peak performance across 11 critical well-being domains to go from great to Magnus. MagnusWorks balances individuals with real-time tailor-made check-ins, with pulse vibes, to increase mental, physical, and emotional well-being. It spans every aspect of your daily life. Get started now. Inspire, educate, impact, and transcend. Magnusworks.com. That's Magnus W-O-R-X.com. How can you be brilliant in the moment given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership.
3: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Have a question for Dr. Cat or Captain Matt? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141 That's 888-346-9141 Now, back to the show. Welcome back to
1: Strategies Times. We are having an engaging conversation with David Atkins. You can get more details on David at www.davidatkinspeaks.com. And uh, before we went to commercial break, Matt, we were talking a little bit about um, experiences. Uh, David, you have had a lot of experiences, and we were uh, talking a little bit about uh, adversity. when you think about becoming who you've become, and you think about handling adversity, things that didn't go the way you had planned, what what comes to mind?
3: Wow, so much. so i I think that you know I didn't get to share, yeah, but going through my best friend was also a state trooper, so I you know, and I share in my keynote. We went to college together. We roomed together, um, sophomore, junior, senior year. We were EMTs together. We were in our weddings together. We both ended up in the same academy class. Fast forward to 2007, he made our tactical SWAT team in the state police and he was shot and killed on April 25th, 2007. It was the hardest day of my life. And I, I like to say life doesn't always. Fire a warning shot is a thing I say, and 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 for me, like a week before, we were joking on the phone about going on a family vacation together, and there I was crying over his, you know, deceased body in the emergency room, and I lost my best friend, and it it kind of was a light bulb moment for me that you know every single day that life is a gift and life is a blessing, and to go out there and live your best because we don't know when our last day is going to be. So having to go through that and having to go through all the trials and tribulations that police deal with and the stress and what we go through. And then kind of parallel, when I started my Beachbody business, you know, there's something that I learned. Somebody once said, success leaves clues. And I started watching the people that were succeeding at the highest level. And one of the biggest things that they incorporated, which I think is in line with a lot of what you guys do, which I love, it, it was personal development. It was David, Reed, 10 to 15 minutes or listen to 10 to 15 minutes a day of a good audio book that's gonna fuel your brain, the most important muscle with stuff that's gonna help you fando- handle adversity better, to see the good, to not be stressed all the time, how to handle stress all the time. And that became part of my life that I work out every single day. You know, I turn my patrol car into a mobile university. Instead of having the radio on sometimes, the uh, music radio or listening to the news, I would listen to a good audio book. And I just started Listening to books, whether through John Maxwell or brendan Bouchard or Tony Robbins, and I just became obsessed with growing a bulletproof mindset and to see life through a different lens. And that has catapulted me to even now. Like, yes, I'm re- I retired three years ago, but and I and I'm my own boss. But 4:15 in the morning, my alarm's going off because I have such a structured morning routine because I need to take care of my mindset physically and mentally first thing in the morning. Before I'm ready to take on the day so that the people and my family and kids, you know, they get the best of me, not what's left of me. And I just feel like so many people live each day. They're just kind of accepting their life for what it is instead of leading it to where they want to go. Like a ship without a sail, I like to say, you just kind of float out there every day and you're trying to go through the motions, even in law enforcement and you know, right before I retire, not right before, but as a captain—I really try to take my leadership skills and hone them, and really take time to get to know my troopers and sergeants, and help them, and help them see things differently, and guide them—you know—how to handle adversity. And it's something that every day I work out, every day I show up, every day I'm trying to get better, knowing we will struggle, but how I react and respond really is is my
2: choice. No, David, it's uh, you're such an inspiration. Um, you know, to myself, and I'm sure to the, the to the audience, and all these, you know, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that you've touched. Um, <laughs> one thing I would like to uh, just kind of dive into, you know, I, as service members, and this is one thing I like to talk with uh, law enforcement, first responders, and DOD. Um, you know, it's uh, what I would like to dive into is how to get a vision. You know, yes, overcoming adversity. <laughs> you know working on personal growth, the professional development of what it is, you know, whether it's hobbies, whether it's family, but to find that vision, um, especially when over life, over time, you get, you know, the weight keeps on getting heavier, and then the unknowns come into our life, right? you got these uh, societal politics of what we witnessed over the last, you know, five to six years the unforeseens, you know, the, the uh, peers that are, are, you know, shifting or retiring early because of these stressors. Um, but most importantly, uh, could you share how you, like, just looking deeply, you know, especially with the loss of your best friend, experiencing the ugliness uh, of what uh, society will throw at us or what terrorism will throw at us, um, what if you could pinpoint or just kind of describe how did you get out of that rut and then kind of start, or not, not kind of, but started shedding that weight and, and building that vision. Can you you kind of dial into that?
3: Yes. you know, that, that is a loaded question because I I truly believe it's not, it's not a one answer thing that I did. I, I think, you know, first understanding that, the number one source of fulfillment is progress in our life. Like early on when I, I started recognizing a change when I said, all right, I'm going to make my health a priority. And, and, and we all know like law enforcement so often, like you train so hard to get into the Academy, right? Then you're in the Academy and you're going through, you know, all of the the state police is very paramilitary. It was six months sleep away. You're doing PT every morning, you're training, and then just the stress of law enforcement, a lot of law enforcement, we let ourselves go. It happened to me. I see it all around. And I started seeing a shift. Number one is that when I started taking care of my myself, like not like getting exercise in did not become, could I get it in? What if I have overtime? It became a non-negotiable. If it meant I had to get up earlier or stay up later. I did it because what I noticed is that I was handling the job better. I was less stressed. I was handling calls better. I wasn't as overwhelmed. I wasn't as short with my wife, you know, and my kids because I took care of myself first. So I think number one for me, like I knew that I needed to change and have goals to be better. Like after losing my best friend and after my relationship with my wife and all that we went through, the first thing we started with is, all right, I got to put myself first. It's not selfish. It's selfless. And, and, and understanding exercise wasn't going to cost me time. It will buy me time back. And that was so true. So that became paramount number one. Then paired with that, it came to intentionally making sure that I am, I am I'm doing things to, to um, help myself grow as a human being. And that was just the reading and listening and personal development. Like, you know, common sense isn't always common practice, right? And the things I sometimes I share are so simple, but 98% of the world... I like to say live life by default. Even police, we get caught up with all the stress, but 2% of people are willing to be intentional, meaning, all right, I'm going to be intentional to do the things that are going to help me physically and mentally. I'm going to make sure I exercise. I'm going to make sure I eat healthy foods, which is a struggle for law enforcement with fast food lines. Like I get it. And then being intentional with that, and then being intentional to listening to good things. And that catapulted me mentally and physically And then it started creating a bigger vision for myself because once I started gaining some momentum of feeling good and handling life better, it helped me set goals to be even better, to move up through the ranks of the state police or to build my business. You know, that's why I think it's we can't, we can't, you got to work with what's in front of you and saying, what do I need to do right now to be better tomorrow? And I can't compare my chapter one to somebody else's chapter 12. Like, I need to compare myself to where I was yesterday. How can I improve today? For me, it was take care of my health, take care of my mindset, go to work, and every day a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more improved. And each time I did that, my vision became bigger to say, all right, if I accomplish this, what else can I accomplish? If I can accomplish this, what else can I accomplish? And even now, leaving the state police, I can share with you guys, like, it was scary. I was on the verge of getting promoted to major. People thought I was crazy to leave uh, at, at 43 years old. I had an unbelievable career. But to my surprise, doors were opening as a speaker and opportunities were coming. And I had to, you know, faith over fear and say, all right, I did 22 years. I can retire and, and have that bigger vision that I can make a bigger impact in the world by spreading my message beyond the state of New York and speak to thousands of people so I had a bigger vision, but if I could dial it back, it was just working with what I had in front of me to be better than I was yesterday. And then it kept growing and kept growing little by little and then compounded over time. I'm here and I still have big goals. Like there's a big vision. I have what I want to do now. I just launched a podcast three weeks ago because people were asking, do you have anything else to David? I want more of you. So I, I launched the personal perseverance project podcast, which is about everything I speak on. And that was the vision I had a year ago, as was the book. So I know that's a loaded answer, but I think the big thing is, is just working on bettering yourself today and only comparing yourself to yourself and where you were yesterday.
1: I, I agree with that totally. Um, you know, one of the many uh, New York Times bestselling books that I've written in uh, What Happy Women Know, uh, we wrote about the comparison game. And it is mm. one of the worst things we can do uh, as men or women. And nobody's right. ever going to win that game. Uh, the problem is nope. that, you know, we get happiness traps, And one of the happiness traps is when you start your day and you think by merely keeping a gratitude journal without in your heart really experiencing that emotion of being grateful for coming home. And with law enforcement, you know, coming off shift and going home, we all need to be grateful for the, oh, the yeah. gift of life and, and showing others how happy we are, that they are safe. You know, one of the things that um, I learned, I was uh, in a relationship with a law enforcement professional for 11 years... And one of the things that I was taught uh, as a law enforcement spouse was to call my loved ones throughout the day and check on them, and if it wasn't a call, it was a text, and to make sure that what? they knew that they were cared for. I, I think as human beings, we forget the importance of mindset, and... In order for us to get through adversity every day and to keep that growth mindset, what can I do today differently, there is an energy of positivity that we have to embrace, and that mindset has to start within us. I had a great girlfriend who used to say, happiness is an inside job. Um, where where mm-hmm. do you start with people when you try to inspire them in your one on one
3: uh, you, the last part you broke up, can you repeat that, Kathy? Where do I?
1: Yep. Where do you start with people in your one-on-one coaching? Matthew and I obviously do a lot of, of coaching. Uh, in fact, we're going to be launching a brand-new week-long coach certification for law enforcement at the end of February. The program starts March oh, wow. 7th. Um, we'll That's have great. more information about that at the host site. But, you know, where do you start in a one-on-one
3: with a coach client? That's a great question. Cause I just was on a zoom with one yesterday and I always start with their why I, because it's different for everybody. You know, does success mean to you and what are your struggles? And then I dive into and say, why is this important to you? And, and the question I asked, the one question I asked yesterday to this person, so I can kind of see where they want their life to be paired with what their why is i say if you have all the money and all the time in the world what would your life look like and that really the person i said it to yesterday looked at me and they're like david that's a really hard question i said well that it's supposed to be a hard question and this was after they gave me their why and what they're struggling with and why they want these things to improve because it's different for everybody but when i ask that i'm able to get them to think so now i have what their destination is and i then i have accountability knowing their why, and I can hold them account- accountable to their why and help them reach those goals. So the first way I start is is just getting to know them, getting their why, being accountable. And then from afar, because they all, whether they follow me on social media or connect with me, you got to be the example you want others to become. Like, so for me, it's who I am. And I want them to see, I'm not just talking about it. Like I'm living it too, but I also struggle too. And that that's part of the process, but it's how... We respond to the struggles and, and knowing that it's okay to struggle, but just to keep, you know, moving forward. But I think in simple terms, getting there, why, and asking that million-dollar question.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I want to uh, give some air time here, to Matthew, I know he's got some uh, important things he wants to share, but I just want everybody in our audience who we love so much, we love each and every one of you, and we try to give you uh, tips and tools to be your best every day You know, what David just said is so meaningful, because if you pause for a second and you think about where you are today and what you're doing at the moment, and if you can, for just five minutes, imagine if you could have that why, if you could understand that why, and you can put yourself in that future vision of you doing what your heart is sharing, you can inspire yourself to get there. But to the point David's making, if we don't start with why do we want to be somewhere other than where we are to motivate our growth, it's very hard for us to take anybody anywhere as coaches. So I just want everybody who's listening to take that moment, ask yourself, what's the why for where I want to be in life? and then think about what it would look like, because that's the number one goal for all of us when we start out in this business as coaches is getting the people who we want to help support imagine themselves in the best possible light and then get there. So thanks, David. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So I think at this point, we're going to probably go to another quick break we are going to come back and talk a little bit about some of the things that you do when you speak to law enforcement audiences, where you're, you're heading this year. I want to talk a little bit about your book uh, and how you're going to be sharing it on your podcast, so don't go away. You're listening to Strategies for Turbulent Times.
4: America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Results will always favor the peak performer. MagnusWorks is a cutting edge mobile app to help you and your team build peak performance across 11 critical well being domains to go from great to Magnus. MagnusWorks balances individuals with real time tailor made check ins with pulse vibes to increase mental, physical, and emotional well being. It spans every aspect of your daily life. Get started now. Inspire, educate, impact and transcend. Magnusworks.com. That's Magnus, dot com. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Have a question for Dr. Kat or Captain Matt? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. we got a super cool and amazing guest with us today, David Atkin's, And uh, what, a, what a fun conversation with, with such an inspiring voice that, uh, that he has. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about you know um, just how to get that vision. You know, how do you what do you, what are some steps to 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 form a vision? You know, and, and the teams we use the method of crawl, walk, run, and some of the things that David shared with us. It's uh, you know you can't compare your your phase one to somebody else's phase ten, and that's what all all too often we look at, especially as we get senior longer in the tooth, uh, you know, saltier, whatever, you know, way you want to talk about it, you know, as, you, as we all get older. But I just want to kind of, kind of go back to some of the cool things that David has shared and shares with others is, um, you know, looking at and believing in self-first. And um, one of the things with self-first is meditation, where a lot of people have uh, learned different methods. Now, I would love to see you sit still long enough to meditate. <laughs> yeah, that's not my style. Um, and that's when I look at the word meditation. I got a lot of friends. Yeah, that I'm talk an active meditator. Yeah. I
1: do that when I'm running or when I'm
2: exercising. So, and that's what I just want to kind of talk about, you know. Um, you know, to me, meditation is, uh, you know, turn off the freaking electronics. Um, you know, be in a quiet area, you know, and, and just starting your day off to help you form that vision of peace. No electronics, no, you know. Hey, I'm going to walk the dog, and I got you know clean up after the dog. No, just being by yourself—that is a form of meditation in my brain, and that's what's helped me just kind of be grounded. Now, it's cool because we're here this week with a senior uh, uh, highway patrolman from uh, Oklahoma, and he's uh, he shared about you know he just started walking outside barefooted, and at first he was like, "Why? Why are you telling me to walk outside barefooted for?" become grounded. Yeah, I'm grounded, but I'm going to wear boots when there's snow outside. So, but to go out there barefooted in snow, whatever the elements is, that's one way of meditation as well, and just to get grounded. So, when we talk about the crawl, walk, run, and form and vision, I think that that's a good, you know, phase to uh, start off with.
1: So, David, so, you know, uh, in my world uh, as an executive coach, but a behavioral scientist working with special forces and special ops, we talk about being grounded, and many of us ground ourselves in different ways, like you said, it's getting up. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people think it might be selfish. It's not. When I put me first, when I'm taking care of so many other people around me, I make sure that I am the best version of me showing up. So, how do you do that? How do you how do you ground
3: yourself? I love. I love. This is such a great question, and, I- and I'm going to share something personal that I did not share when I was on the job because I think. It will be very hard for law enforcement, but maybe something somebody will get something out of it. And I did share it at TACOPS. Ops. But for me, um, I do meditate and it kind of came in an odd way, a very personal way. There was a time where my our beach body business was not doing well. We were income went way down and by this point my wife was home working full time with the business. She was a school teacher. We brought her home to be with the kids. She was at a conference across the country. Um I, I was uh, I just got promoted to captain, but there was like a two-week transition week where I was running the county as a captain, but I was training the lieutenant who was replacing me when I was overlooking undercover units. This was happening. My, I was by myself, then I got a call from the school that they thought my daughter broke uh, broke her wrist, and I found myself, and this is personal, but I'm going to share what happened. I found myself dry heaving in the bathroom uh, that night from stress, and I finally had the courage Phone up to say I need some help, and and I and I went and spoke to a therapist, and not because I was at a point of like suicide, which is a big you know thing that we deal with in law enforcement today and struggle, but I wouldn't allow myself to get to a point like that. It was just I couldn't keep up with with the stress, and I went to a therapist, and she said to me, David, if you don't try or start meditating, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. Like your business, your career, it's too much. So I was not that I was forced. I reluctantly did it. And it was hard because the big thing is, oh, I can't, you know, breathing. And, and it, for me, it was just sitting down in the chair in my family room and work and li- and doing a guided meditation through there's there's quite a handful of apps. And, you know, your mind does race and you know, different places. But I started learning through the guided app on, you know, breathing, you know, inhale for five seconds and slowing your breathing down. And the most amazing thing started happening, which really... I thought for me became life-changing is that by doing it every day for about 10 minutes, and I was doing it because I told my wife, I am going to work just as hard on getting my mind right and body right as I've done on all the goals I've tried to accomplish or have accomplished in my career. And I promised her that. So I said, I'm going to do this. And what started happening is later on during the day, or if I was at work, if I was put in a stressful situation, you know, a call, you know, a, a big call in law enforcement or a business stress, and I felt myself getting the angst of the stress. Like my body subconsciously reverted to the breathing. Like I started catching myself slowing my breathing down, inhaling for like five seconds, exhaling for five seconds, long breaths. And it, it immediately brought me down to a better state. So for me, meditation, I had no idea started affecting when I was handling stress, my body automatically went into a state of calming itself down. So now for me, every morning when I get up, The first hour before I exercise is for mindset stuff, gratitude, which we spoke about. I meditate, I do prayer, I do positive affirmations, audio. Like I I have a pretty strict morning routine. And I want to end with this on it too as well, because you said it great, Matt, about not shutting off technology. My morning routine starts the night before. And what I mean by that is my phone goes, all the notifications and banners are, are off. I don't wake up to banners on my phone, or the little number in the Facebook feed that you have 73 notifications or my email saying you have 72 emails, because that is, that is somebody else's agenda. Your inbox is somebody else's agenda. And when I wake up, I don't want to see that because that first hour for me is like sacred. So my morning routine starts the night before. It goes on do not disturb. The only people that can get through to me is my immediate family if there's an emergency. And then when I wake up, I'm in a clear headspace. I don't get caught going down the rabbit hole of social media or email and the things I go to. And I set the tone for the day first thing in the morning.
1: Yeah, that, that's beautiful. Matthew and I are sitting here shaking our heads. And we have a friend, uh, another uh, retired uh, police lieutenant, who says, hey, if you're going down the rabbit hole, grab some fur. You're done. You've got to recognize when it's going to happen to you. And that ability to slow ourselves down is the magic that all of us possess. Yes. And it, it's crazy how we, as you said it so beautifully, looking at those uh, inboxes, whether it's text, Instagram, whatever, it's somebody else's agenda. And, and you have yeah. to set that mindset, and understand what you need. Now, some people, as Matthew was saying, you know, they're they're never going to be meditators. Okay, that's fine. Try box breathing, right? Where you look at, in your mind, you have a square, and you basically count to four, four times going around the box. And for everybody who's listening, I know you've heard breathe, 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 but nobody ever told you why. You know, the capillaries in your lungs are very sensitive. And so when you slow your breathing down, you're allowing the oxygen that you're breathing in to saturate the capillaries in your lungs longer. And the longer they get saturated with oxygen, the more oxygen is going into the vital organs of your body. And then when you get emotionally wrenched by something, a breath will keep that emotional decision from hitting your brain. So it's mm. really important for people to understand breathing isn't just something we do in meditation. It's something we do to keep us from going off the rails when something occurs that can be emotionally wrenching. So I appreciate mm-hmm. uh, all your insights. Tell us
3: about your. And book. you just had me. You just had me, Kathy, breathing in a box. I'm listening. I'm breathing, picturing the box.
1: <laughs> Good. <Great>. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Let's get everybody out there. Take a box breath.
3: So tell us about your book. So my book uh, published last year, The Leveled Up Life. It's the no excuse blueprint to live a life up to your fullest potential. And the chapters are broken broken down by principles of success, basically things that I have learned throughout my life and through law enforcement and just business success that have taken me to where I am today. So, you know, one of the chapters talks about, you know, it's bigger than you. It makes you realize that life is so much bigger. Than yourself you know except for one tiny speck on this earth the world is composed of people other than us and and then I get into the excuses we all tell ourselves and you know excuses I like to say a well-planned lies you know and then I dive into how important your mindset is and your willingness that you need to make sacrifices in your life if you want things to improve like you can't do the same thing for the next 30 days and expect things to change and, and and it just, I, I just, all the different things that people face, facing naysayers and critics, you know, whenever you, if you, as soon as you try to improve yourself, the vast, the people, or try to get better, people are going to hate you. People are going to criticize you. And most often it's those closest to you, your family and your friends. So I take them through the journey of principles that I live by every single day. And I put it in a book and, it, and it's an easy read and, and, and I love it and, and it's just to help other people improve their life to get better and, and it's and it's done well both and you know at, at the keynotes I've been at and people whether people getting it online or at Barnes and Noble and it's really taken my life experience and what I have learned and and now giving it back and people sometimes ask me you know David are you going to write another book and the answer is Yes, I am, but I feel like I'm living through it right now. It's kind of like when Matthew asked about vision, like I have a bigger vision and now I'm trying to get to the to the next level of being one of the top motivational speakers and be sought after more and more and growing and and it's growing, but I'm living through, I feel, my next book. Um, so I laid the foundation of my first book and now I'm like in another area of like, I think I'll publish another book, but I'm just not there yet. That makes sense.
1: You know, no, well, it Absolutely. makes perfect sense. Absolutely. You know, I having having written and published nine books myself. You know, four of them wow. being you know number one multiple you know best selling books. It people are always asking are you, are you going to do another one? And here's the thing: for those of you who are out there listening, anybody can write a book. So write your book.
3: Right.
1: And it, it's something you can self publish. And oddly enough. Um, and, and congratulations to you, David, for such a, you know, having such a great impact. I love No Excuses and, you know, the P3 framework, the Personal Perseverance Project. I mean, there's everything that comes out of your mouth is action-oriented, you know, through fear and adversity to play a bigger game in, the, in business and life. And go watch David's video, by the way, and his site at www.DavidAtkinsSpeaks.com. You know, Matthew, we're high on David because... He does a great job of talking to law enforcement officers where they are, and you're not going to be a law enforcement officer forever. And more and more people are retiring earlier, and we would love for you to have the best life you can imagine for yourself beyond wearing the badge and protecting the communities where you serve. There's so much more out there for you and and uh, you know it, it's people like David that can help get you there. you know we are so blessed um, that Matthew and I have had wonderful careers and we're now you know in a state where we want everybody else to have you know what we have and that's the mindset
3: I hear from you david mm, absolutely I mean every day you know i you know there's that saying it was from um uh, I'm, I'm blanking, Zig Ziglar, I think it was, help enough people get what they want and you will get what you want. And it's just that if I if I focus on putting other people first and serving other people when I speak, if it, if just I can impact one person in the audience to improve their life, I'm at peace and I can rest my head at night because I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And that was through law enforcement, but I just feel I see it through a different optics now as I'm growing and I'm speaking and you get the feedback on how it's impacting people's lives or people come up to you and I'm sure you both have experience with your impact, people are in tears. I mean, one lady said, David, I feel like you were God, God came through your lips to my ears, said it at an EMS event I just did this summer and she was crying and my eyes got warded up and I came home to my wife that night and I said, all of the struggles had to go to get to this point, all of the challenges, the loss of my best friend, all of those things. And Tony Robbins says, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. I said, all of those things put me to a position just to impact this one person today that brought me to Teos. That's what it's about. Like that's the ultimate goal in the end is that fulfillment of helping other people. It's not even, it's beyond the money because money, you can get the material things, but it's empty in the end. But when you're helping other people, I feel now it is the most fulfilling feeling in the world and it, it's so much better for you. And again, it starts with kind of, I said, start with yourself, be the hero you want to see in yourself, be your own hero and start with yourself. And you'll know, you'll be surprised how much you motivate people who are watching you from afar. And I'll tell you, even in law enforcement, I've had many guys when I started doing the business and doing things and I had had the critics and I had the naysayers and the guys used to bust my chops in good fun. I've had many come back to me and are like, David, I can't believe what you've done. And I wish, you know, I started doing what you did when you started. And a lot of them also never said anything. So you're inspiring law enforcement people. Don't ever let yourselves get knocked down. There's people you're inspiring that are just watching you. They just haven't said anything. But it starts with how you show up every single day.
2: Beautiful. Beautifully said, uh, David. And uh, I tell you, it's, you know, I'm laughing about it, but uh, it's about planting the seeds. And thank you for sharing so much. i got a real quick question. Uh, yeah. What is your favorite pair of socks? You, you move around a my lot. My favorite what? A lot of different. What's your favorite pair of socks?
3: My favorite pair of socks is probably my <laughs> Under Armour ankle workout socks that I'm going on in the morning to tie the laces up. I mean, and it's just a simple answer, but that's probably love my favorite, favorite socks.
1: Yeah. We're, we're not to screw that in. That's one of our favorite questions to ask, but uh, we're, we're very grateful. Very grateful for your time with us today, David, and we hope you've inspired many people. Hey, guys out there, gals listening, we love you. Uh, we're here for you. You know where to come and find the love. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, stay safe.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Strategies for Turbulent Times. We hope Dr. Kat and Captain Matt were able to help you create a plan or simply steer clear of the unknown with ways to overcome challenges in your own life. Until next time, be brilliant and stay fearless.